So the big question is this, how do entrepreneurial salespeople like us who have traditionally sold a loan and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. We're going at it again. We've got a cool episode. We're going to be talking about account mapping, what that means, why you should be doing it. And to do that, we brought on the SVP of sales and customer success at Lucid Software, Dan Cook. Dan, how the heck are you? Dude, it's great to be with you, Gabe. Big fan. Um, Serious, a big fan. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, Dan and I go way back. I'm talking like, you know, well, not way back. I mean, pretty far back. Um, but um, I've been anxious. What's going on at Lucid is cool. What Dan's done in his career is cool. Um, and I think kind of this concept of really pushing sales and account mapping is cool. So we're going to get into it in a second. But before we do, Dan, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you guys do over there at Lucid? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on the podcast. Again, big fan of Gabe. Uh, he's been a very influential part of my career and figuring out what I'm doing as a sales leader. So uh, you should listen to whatever he says. But um, yeah, my name is Dan Cook. I uh, grew up in New Hampshire, moved to Utah about four years ago, uh, where I've been working at Lucid Software. Uh, you know, maybe not a very traditional background from a sales perspective. I worked for a few years in investment banking and then a few years at a growth stage venture capital firm that invested in high growth tech companies. But uh, in my time here at Lucid, uh, my job has been to help build out our sales and customer success teams. Uh, a little context on the company. It's an eight-year-old business. Our, our core flagship product is LucidChart. It's a diagramming application. It can be used for a whole host of use cases, including one that we'll talk about a little bit today, account mapping. Uh, but it's a great product. It's free and uh, we do the freemium thing. So it's been a great time here at Lucid. Yeah, it's a real cool model and interestingly, a very cool niche. I know you're trying to kind of blow that niche up, which right. I think we'll hear about here in just a few minutes. So, um, okay, outside of work, Dan, anything I always like to ask people, you know, any hobbies, embarrassing moments you'd throw out there? <laughs> well, I'm going to spare you all an embarrassing moment, but I think from a hobby perspective, um, you know, certainly I'm at a stage in life where I have four kids and uh, married to a beautiful wife. And so uh, my hobby, number one, is making, you know, my wife happy, as they say, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Uh, I am I am a big, big, big Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics fan. So I'm obnoxious, you know, New Englander in that respect. But uh, so when I'm not, you know, helping around the house or, or getting my butt kicked there, I'm uh, trying to take in a good, you know, sports game here and there. So that's that's about it for me. Yeah, we've we've had a couple of you New Englanders on and uh, <laughs> um, you've actually had a lot to cheer about. So we can't really talk very much. We'll leave that one at that. Thank um, you. One other question before we jump in uh, yeah. this topic. Um you know, obviously cool career, real fast growth at Lucid. People right. are always wanting to know. We've got some more young people on the show, try, you know, aspiring leaders. Any quick tip or piece of advice that you'd say, you know, God, this really helped me grow in my career. Get me to where I am. Yeah. Kind of X, Y, Z. Anything come to mind? Yeah, no, there's there's two real quick I'll share. I mean, the first, you know, there's this theory in finance called the, the theory of compound interest, right? This idea that you put money in earlier in your life and savings and that compounds over time and becomes more than if you saved later. I think, you know, a similar concept can apply to careers. It's that early investment in your career. Oftentimes, 
it's quantified by more hours, but really uh, more effort and working hard earlier in your career, I think sets you up for kind of longer term returns and, and maybe outsized opportunities relative to your experience level. So that'd be one. Uh, you know, the second one I think is actually pretty relevant with Gabe Larson here. You know, I, when I joined Lucid and, and they tasked me with figuring out how to build out a sales program, it was really trying to surround myself with people who I felt like I could trust, who I could ask the dumb questions to, and who would be really influential in helping me. And so, you know, true story, four years ago, zero sales reps at Lucid, uh, you know, I'm taking Gabe out to eat every other week, picking his brain on, on how to, how to start, you know, building a sales program. And I think, it's finding it's finding people like that that are willing to give you time um, and let you ask the dumb questions that I think really sets you up for for really good learnings and, and helps you avoid some of the mistakes that others might make. So yeah. thanks, Gabe. Thanks, no, Gabe. No, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, I got to push that back on Dan. I do think sometimes leaders aren't willing to ask the dumb questions, you know, because they do it's embarrassing or they don't want to know, you know, have people not believe that they can do what they're doing and. Uh, I remember when Dan did start, he was just like, look, man, I don't know what I don't know. So let's, let's just figure this out. And obviously, um, hopefully I gave him some good advice, but man, execution, even a bad plan, well executed, I think right. it, is, it brings results. And I think Dan, Dan certainly did that. So, so kudos again to all your success up there at Lucid. Let's right. get into this, man. Let's get into yeah. account mapping. Right. Um, I don't know, you know, pretend, well, let's not pretend. I mean, I, I mean, let's just start <laughs> at the beginning. I don't sure. know what account mapping is like yeah. for the idiot. What does that even mean? Well, you know, it's funny. We we honestly kind of stumbled upon the concept ourselves here at Lucid. So just for a little context, um, you know, we find, find that in our sales motion, it generally requires more than one stakeholder to buy into purchasing our product at some degree of scale. This isn't rocket science or new news. If you read the challenger, you know, uh, information they put out, you know, 5.4 decision makers involved in a sales process. And so as you might imagine, um, the complexity, especially as you move into bigger and bigger companies, grows in terms of the number of people that you need to be interacting with in order to close deals. And so it was really interesting early on as we were trying to scale our team and program, we found that there were instances where a sales rep would get turned down. Uh, Maybe a deal died and we would do a kind of retro on the deal to find out what happened. And we would say, hey, who are you dealing with and working with? And it would generally be one or two people, maybe, that ended up you know, being involved in the deal and ended up being the ones that ultimately said, hey, we're not going to be able to do this. And of course, one thing we learned was that almost every time it was, well, there were other people involved that we weren't aware of. And as a result, they shut it down, finance, legal, uh, decision makers that were involved. And so turns out this product that we sell actually allows you to put shapes onto a canvas that you could include a picture in and a name and a title. And before you know it, you're able to actually kind of start plotting out who these people are at a particular company. And so uh, one of our reps, pretty enterprising, said, I'm going to actually start mapping out the different contacts from sale that are in Salesforce uh, that I'm engaging with. And I'm going to use Lucidchart as the visual kind of layer or the x-ray, so to speak, into the account. And so what was really fun is that all of a sudden other reps started saying, hey, this is a great way to approach an account, approaching a sale. And they started adding contacts to these records or to these to these account maps, adding oftentimes some notes that weren't necessarily redundant to Salesforce notes, but could be complimentary. Hmm. And before you know it, you've got a map, a map that allows you to navigate through different stakeholders and candidly ensures that you're not just dealing with one or two. It, it actually forces you by looking at it to say, who else should I be talking to at this particular company? Interesting, interesting. So this was a little more of a, <laughs> which is actually a good thing, probably a stumble upon um, 
over at Lucid, you kind of felt like there was a gap in your own sales process. And you That's said, right. we've got to be able to understand these key relationships. We got to understand what's going on around, you know, the different buyers we're working with. And so obviously you had a tool set to be able to fill that and so far so good. Do you feel like, um, I mean, you mentioned it for your own business, but just thinking kind of broadly, I mean, you guys obviously sell, you got your, your sales, your marketing team. Um, it feels like across the board, this is one of those fundamental problems of, yeah. And I'm, 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 I can never remember the stats. You got 5.4, 7.8, you know, there's, there's a hundred million decision makers. Um, but you know, being able, we know that stat, I guess, Dan, like, I think we all are like, yeah, I've seen that. We kind of laugh at it, but it's like, to your point, I don't know if we know like what to do about it or to, to actually action it. And, um, I think one way to your point to do that is let's just start with the basics. Is there a way we can actually visualize it? Once you visualize it, and I, again, I, that's probably a step one, and I want to get yeah. into some of these concepts here in just a minute, but you know, the next step is then, okay, now that I see that there's these six people, how am I going to kind of approach and work with each of them? But step one is, is probably visualization. So I'm probably getting a little bit ahead, but sure. you guys have gone through this. You obviously coach people on yep. how to do it. Yep. What is kind of the, I don't, you don't have to give me the whole kind of kit and caboodle here, but sure. What are some of the steps that people need to be thinking about in order to properly do this kind of account mapping concept, whether it is with your tools on a piece of paper or yep. whatnot? Yep. Yeah, no. So it's a great question. And obviously, you know, not everything can be solved, uh, you know, just within the sales team, you, you know, you rely on your counterparts in marketing and product marketing and others to help you figure out target personas for your particular product. You know, for us though, from a sales perspective, it really starts with understanding who you already know, right? Who, who, if anyone, have I actually ever engaged with or has anyone at the company engaged with? Let's get them on the account map first. So let's identify that universe of known contacts, whether or not they're friendlies. Um, you know, just let, let's get them out there. And so what we'll actually do, you know, we'll use Salesforce, we'll add the contact record uh, if they're not already in there. But very quickly, as soon as we've added the contact record to Salesforce, We'll drag that contact with our integration with Lucidchart onto the canvas. And before you know it, we're starting to just plot different oh, data points, cool. different individuals that work at that respective company. And, uh, and if we know anything about their disposition, we'll try and highlight that. So let's start with what we know. Are they, who do we know? What's their title? And do they know anything about us? And or are they friendly? And I think that's a great first step. If you're engaging in a brand new account for the first time, you've maybe been reassigned to territory uh, or perhaps, uh, you know, different sales rep that you were working closely with or a customer success rep has moved along. This is a great way to get up to speed on an account in a visual way. Yes. So identif- identifying that universe of who you know. Got it. So first and foremost, we take it, we can actually literally in my CRM, I can start moving people across and saying, okay, I've got everybody. So now I've got a canvas with five or six people. And one of the problems though, is I assume is it's like, okay, now I've got these 10 people. How do I actually start? Do do I know, or how do I actually start building the hierarchy of, of the org chart? Is that something that I just do through my activities or you kind of just inherently know that as I kind of look through, okay, I've got the VP of sales. I've got a director of sales. These guys probably align or. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there's really two approaches that I think that we, that we prescribe and that we do here at Lucid. So the first is you start tops down, right? Most businesses in this day and age will publish their management team and leadership team. Mm -hmm. If it's a public company, you can, you can obtain a whole host of information from their public filing. So we'll, we'll put all of the C-level officers and 
any VPs we can get their names in the account map, even if we don't think we're ever going to engage with them, we'll just try and put as many people in there because you never know when you're talking to that right. stakeholder, they might say, oh, I report up to Joe. And you're saying, who's Joe? Turns out Joe's the CFO. Okay, that's good to know. I that see. Procurement I see. runs up through the CFO. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you do, you kind of, you just got to go where you, you can go. I mean, you're yeah. not going to know the whole org chart. So therefore you start with what you can, which is going to be the basis, probably that C level that's on the about us page. And yeah, from there, you just start kind of navigating and start literally connecting the dots as, as you prospect. That makes, yeah. Well, I guess well, what else, what else can but, you do? Right? Yeah. But, it, but it does, it does require that you ask a specific question and we do this in all of our engagement. Mm. Hey, tell me who you report to and, and, and then we'll, we'll fish. So, Oh, does that roll up to the CFO whose name, you know, because you read the filings uh, and they'll say, Oh no, no, I report to so-and-so and that rolls up to the operations team. And before you know it, you're obtaining really valuable information that really makes your account map even more robust. You can start using lines to connect relationships and before you know it, you start to piece things together. And interestingly, then when you're on your next incremental call and someone mentions a name or a piece of information, you can start to say, oh, tell me more about that. We, we talked to so-and-so who reports to them as well. And your context that the visual account map provides you allows you to have even more relevant conversations and fish for more information than you would otherwise. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that, that, I, I like that. So one of the things people often ask me about is, you know, what's your strategy or, and people use different names for these, you know, I've got my decision makers and my right. buyers and I've got my influencers and, right. you know, each sales training methodology has something different for kind of these buyer personas. Um, is, is that, is there a way you can feed that in? Cause that's often, I think, just part of a typical sales process or sales training, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, Salesforce comes with their default key roles is what they call them. So, you know, this is your economic buyer, your decision maker, your champion, your, your blocker and so on. And so we actually just use their default state stages and statuses. And so if I talk to somebody and they're just totally not into us, we'll actually disposition using our account map, uh, that yep. person as a blocker and it changes the color of their, their, their picture. And so we start to be able to visualize that, Hey, this is someone who's not going to be helpful. We might need to win them over later or let's avoid them completely. Um, and so we use the default that Salesforce provides, but to your point, you know, we, we, we see that every team kind of has their own way of defining uh, the, the, the roles of folks in the buying process. And so we've built in our application, at least a way for you to define those yourself. Interesting. Um, so. so you can kind of overlay on that um, yes. with, with some of the things that you're other doing. A couple more questions for you. Sure. Um, if you, you know, I'm just thinking about the process. So one of the things you certainly want to do as you build this is you want to be able to take notes and say, hey, I've got, you know, I just had a good experience with Joe or I had a bad one. How do I think about, and I'm just, I'm going real tactical on you here. I've got kind of the contacts and I'm used right. to taking some notes in my contact and I've got this org chart. How do you merge that together so that you're either not duplicating or you are just making sure yeah. that that some of the richness that we got on the conversation is somewhere, you know, yep. in, in your CRM or it's all connected. How, how do you think through yeah, that? Yeah, no. So great question. So, you know, really phase one for us in building uh, Lucid Chart for Sales, which is our version of an account map. Um, phase one required that we actually, you know, let's continue to put the notes in Salesforce. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't have the ability to push those notes from our account map. Um, and so what we would do is we would create what we called glances on the account map. So you could think of the notes being all the detail, every bullet point or whatever, however you take notes. 
the account map would have what we called glances, which is just really a quick overview. Um, that's right. Uh, now, that being said, we're, we're, we're rolling out bi-directional sync so that you'll be able to actually just add the notes into oh, the Lucid cool. chart and it'll push it to Salesforce. And so we think it ends cool. up being kind of the visual layer to your, to your sales. Oh, uh, so you will be. Okay, because, yeah, I was thinking, God, how do you kind of manage that? Now, last question here. Before I let you go, Dan, um, this is all kind of coming rapid fire, but I think sometimes, you know, yeah, man, this happens, I think, with almost every tool or every strategy we do, right? right? It's like we, we spend time getting it down or building something or implementing some new technology, but we never actually, like, use it. You yes. know, it's like it, yes. it ends up just being... Well, I spent a lot of time on that. In fact, my uh, my boss just was giving me a hard time a little bit ago. Like, hey, man, you got to get out of the Excel spreadsheet, and actually get moving, get doing stuff. And um, so, it's another conversation, I guess, for another time. <laughs> um, how, what are some best practices you've found to like take these account maps and turn it into? you know, something tangible that you can talk about with your team or you use right. it in the weekly huddle or yeah. is there some things you found like, hey man, you've got to make sure, some th- here's a couple of ways to really use it and get that value out of it. Yeah, so I think there's really three core ones that I'd, I'd just suggest. Um, you know, the first is at the kind of rep level. So, you know, in certain sales motions and models, you might have a BDR or an SDR. You might be paired with a customer success manager. Uh, we think making this account map a team activity, really driving collaboration across that group of stakeholders is incredibly valuable. Obviously, there's a lot of um, uh, folks moving in and out of sales and success orgs. And so the ability to get everything into one account map really Really becomes a valuable way to retain information for that particular account. So, you know, the first is use it with your peers and customer success, your peers that are in uh, SDRs or BDRs supporting you. And I think that, that drives a spirit of collaboration. So that's one. Um, the second one is in your one-on-ones with your manager, right? Every one on every sales rep's always getting grilled. Hey, tell me, are you going to hit your number? Let's walk through your, your pipeline. And if you can show them an account map and literally walk them through, uh, here's all the people I've been talking to. It's a great way to generate confidence with your, with your sales manager. And we had a, a sales rep who's a strategic rep at box tell us that he uses it in every one-on-one that he has with his VP. He pulls this thing out on his phone and he walks them through everybody he's talked to at the account. And by the end of it, this VP is like, hey, look, I can tell you're on top of this. You know everything that's going on at this company. Uh, and it, it really changes the nature of your conversations uh, when you're dealing with your manager. The last one is, especially as you get into more strategic or enterprise sales, you, you might be having an EBR or some sort of review with the executive team. Uh, you know, hey, how are those deals moving along? And the ability to pull out an account map with your CEO or your SVP of sales or whoever it might be, and walk them through how you've been attacking this account and check the boxes that you have engaged with legal and you have engaged with finance and you are talking to key executives. Uh, it's a great way to look good, candidly. And we've seen some of it happen bottoms up and we've seen some of it kind of happen where a VP says we want everybody doing this. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we think it's a great best practice to work with all of those stakeholders. Yeah, I love it, man. I love I mean, you're right. If you can that's, I think, where the rubber starts to hit the road. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's certainly a cool concept, but, right. you know, obviously a concept that's not implemented doesn't mean anything. So I like yeah. the one-on-one, sure. certainly kind of in the deal reviews. You're right. I mean, if you can visualize God, what's going on, um, those deal reviews, I think, uh, I know those could become really powerful. Cool, yeah. man. Well, um, let's kind of wrap this up. Parting thoughts. I mean, we've obviously covered a lot. I love some of the strategies is you kind of, I think, again, I think a lot of us know that we should be thinking about this. We know there's multiple decision makers. I don't know if a lot of us have like thought about like putting it 
pen to paper. Yeah. Um, so I think there are going to be some of the listeners who are like, oh, this is a little newer. Again, not the concept of multiple decision makers, but doing something about it. L- last piece of advice or kind of summary statements you'd throw out to that audience. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I think, look, you know, we obviously think that Lucidchart is great for this type of thing, but you can use a lot of different applications. Evernote, uh, you can use PowerPoint. Uh, you know, we think Lucidchart's easier to use, but it really starts with starting, right? You got to decide, hey, I'm going to try this. And I guess my challenge to anyone listening to this is to say, hey, pick one account and start mapping it out and seeing if, if that doesn't help you think through how you're going to engage relative to your other accounts where maybe you don't have that same visual picture. And, you know, my my experience is that as soon as reps start realizing, wow, you're right, I haven't been talking to the right people, or I need to go broader in this account, it really will change the way you sell. So, I mean, I know it's probably not the best advice, but it's really to start with one account, just to try it uh, and see if it doesn't help you better think through how you're engaging with that particular company and account. Yeah, I love it, man. Cool. Well, really appreciate the advice. Um, Two more things before I let you go. One, if someone wants to get a hold of you and learn a little bit more about Lucid, What's the best way to do that? Yeah, sure. So uh, feel free to email me. It's dan at lucidchart.com or look me up on LinkedIn. It's Dan Cook um, on, on LinkedIn. Uh, but would love to you know, collaborate or share any ideas or best practices or even learn if any of you are already doing some sort of account mapping. We'd love to hear uh, you know, what's working best for you. Yeah, and I, I can vouch for it. Dan is always open to listen and, and, and learn. Um, lastly, then, I mean, you guys have, and we're actually part of this event. I love the concept. I love cool speakers. Any chance you can kind of tell us a little bit about this virtual event you've got coming up here next week? Yeah, no. So we're really excited to be hosting what we're calling the Visualize Summit for Sales. Uh, it's next Wednesday, May 9th at 8 a.m. Pacific time is when it starts. So note that that specific time uh, we have over 30, you know, just world class speakers, sales practitioners. Uh, Gabe's involved. Um, and, and we're just really excited. They'll be sharing best practices and sales across a variety of topics, not just um, account mapping. Certainly we'll infuse it with a few of those for perhaps selfish interests, but it uh, should be a great event. It's free. You can Reserve your seat if you go to visualizesummit.com and register. Uh, the content the content will be up for the whole year. So if you can't make it the day of, you know, still register because it'll be accessible, you know, throughout the rest of the year. But it should be great. Visualizesummit.com is where you can register, and we're really excited to be doing it. Yeah, fantastic. Again, we'll make sure you guys will put that in the show notes um, so you can access that domain. Again, I'll be speaking, Dan. We've got some great, some real heavy hitters. Um, so definitely check that out, Dan. Appreciate your time. I mean, that was a whirlwind, a lot of information, but I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining for the audience. Remember, success is just one play away. Want more sales secrets? Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.